Aloha, namaste. Welcome into the Inner Work Podcast. My name is Matt, and it's actually just going to be me today. So one half to yoga couple today. Ash is on a bit of a break, and she is taking some time to rest. And I really wanted to still record a podcast for you. And I thought I would take this time to really talk about things that are passionate in my work with people on the one-on-one basis. And with the counseling that I do with the program, The Hero's Journey, it's, it's really amazing and an honor to get to witness so many journeys. And today I really want to share with you the fascinating similarities. Like no matter what issue we're all facing, whatever obstacle we each have to face, no matter what issue is presenting itself, there are a lot of commonalities that I would love to offer as insight in your own journey because it's actually part of being human. These obstacles, this experience that we have to go through. And it's really cool to know that, oh, okay, like this isn't just me. It's a, it's predictable. It's it's a pattern. It's it's a it's a course that all of us have to go through. And anyone who has something that you look up to in your life, they followed the same template. They had to do the same thing. Now they might have had different starting points and they might have had different tools, but they still had to traverse the same terrain. And so this is a really common thing, like say in entrepreneurship, where they're like, hey, you know, there's only one way to where you want to get, and it's going to take hard work and discipline. And no matter what you're starting with, the, the recipe is the same. So like, that's something that's really common in entrepreneurship and things like that. Or let's say with your health, right, you're trying to take your health to another level. Everyone's like, look, you got to change your diet. You got to exercise. You got to do the work. You got to show up. So in those areas of life, we seem to have a little easier time of like, all right, all right, same thing, right, with the physical. It's like, all right, you start with different genetics, maybe a different um, beginning point. But at the end of the day, whatever you're trying to achieve, you still got to put in the time and the effort. If it's a talent, you got to sculpt it. You got to train it. You got to practice it. So now let's get into what about your spiritual growth? What about your emotional growth? What about your wisdom, your life maturity? Same thing. It's the same terrain. It takes awareness, discipline, and a constant persistence to work on it, to get better, to heal, to progress, and to mature and gain that wisdom. And I think something that I always have witnessed getting to do this work with people is getting through the misconceptions that it's, it's, you know, healing and like growing, it all sounds really like positive and beautiful and, and, um, you know, just sweet and, and pleasant. And it's like, yes, I want to grow. I want to be wise. I want to be mature. That sounds lovely. And we don't realize that you want to be wise. You want to be mature. You want to grow. You want to make progress all right, well then strap up your boots because you're about to go on a hero's journey. 
you are about to have to slay some demons. You're going to have to slay some dragons. You are going to have obstacles. And it's, and it's something that I think that in other areas of life, we expect, right? Like earlier we were saying, let's say you're trying to reach a certain weight or you're trying to reach a certain level of strength. All right, you know, here we go. That's going to take effort. That's going to take work. And I know it's going to be hard. It's going to be, it's going to require discipline. But the, the thing that is funny to point out with our healing is we think healing will be pleasant. And now I think part of the reason why we think that is because we focus on the end goal. We're like, you know, happy. I'm going to be happy. And this one's really common is we think I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be feel whole. I'm going to feel, you know, so much better about myself. I'm going to feel love right now. Those goals are so pleasant. They're so beautiful. The states, the energies themselves that we overlook what it might take to get that. We overlook that the journey to that is just the same as any other, any other thing we got to chip away at. Any other thing we're trying to progress at in this life comes with that, that battle, that, that struggle, because through that battle, through that struggle, we are forced to tap into another level of ourselves. So today I really want to go over this with you and really help you see how welcome it. And you got to kind of evoke your warrior spirit. You know, and this is why I love doing this work with people on a one-on-one basis because, you know, as, as you might have already kind of started to pick up on, like, I love it. I get fired up. I have a very warrior energy about this stuff and I, I get jacked on it. And it's really crazy to see so many people go through this. And, and one of the things I hope that you leave today with is an awareness of there is no escaping it. So we all have to f- traverse and, and, and go through this same train. It's part of being human. It's like, all right, welcome. Welcome to the adventure. Like, here we go. And we can either put it off We can be afraid of it. We can avoid it. We can run from it. But all it does is is hurt us in the long run. And so it takes a lot of courage, right? So like if you've read the inner workbook, we obsessively focus on courage because you have to get to courage. If you want to make progress in your life, if you want to heal, if you want to reach a whole other level of happiness and success, if you want a healthy marriage, if you want to beat an addiction, whatever your thing is, it's going to take every ounce of courage and gusto and like grit and determination you have within you. And I think in the spiritual community, in the healing community, it's so feminine in the sense of gentle and loving and self-love and self-care. And from my perspective, and maybe this is just because I approach healing from the masculine dynamic, obviously, that's kind of my offering. I believe you need both, first of all, right? I know we need both. And I am totally super loving and and gentle when relevant. But what I tend to see the most is we all can do that part really well. (laughs) We could self-love ourselves like, oh, yeah, I just took a spa day. It was super healing, right? Right? That part's easy. That's the easy part we all love. 
That's the fun part we all love. But very few realize that there's the other side of the journey which requires that gritty masculine energy that says like, come hell or high water, I'm getting out of this. And one of my favorite things to, to share with people is, is to say like, hey, we're going to go into this total darkness together and we are getting out. End of story. There's no other option. My favorite line from Tony Robbins on this topic of healing work is, if you want to take the island, burn the boats, right? So you, you got to burn the boats. And so you got you to not have a retreat. So you'll notice, you know, that's, that's grit. It's so gritty, right? It's so determined. But the cool part is, on the other side of facing that obstacle, circling back to the beautiful incentive of, of why do we do this, is because you come out a totally different person. That's where the transformation comes from. That happy, empowered, amazing version of you, you earned that. It doesn't just get given to us. Just like that body or that income or that whatever you want, you don't, it's not just handed to you. No one can hand you your, your perfect physique. There's just no way. You got to earn it. You got to do it. You got to put in the time. You got to eat the certain foods. You got to do the things. No one can just hand you the success. You have to earn it because otherwise you'll just lose it. You know, there's that classic analysis of people who win the lottery after a period of time, if they haven't changed their actual internal and done their internal work, their inner work on changing their mindsets, they usually just eventually lose it all. And it, they revert back to kind of the same level of stress that they had before. So this is a really interesting thing to observe is you can give someone everything that they think they want. But if they haven't made the actual transformation of consciousness, if they haven't had the actual shift, then it doesn't matter. They'll just self-sabotage and repeat and repeat and repeat. So there's literally no avoiding it. We can run from it. Someone can try to give it to us. We can try to give it to ourselves by buying it, trying to uh, find hacks and shortcuts. It's just, it doesn't exist. So sorry if, if I'm the bearer of bad news today. But at the end of the day, I really want you to understand, though, it's not, it's not bad news because it, it actually is a blessing. And it's something really weird that I've realized from my own journey, but then now having witnessed so many other people's journeys, is you do come out a totally different person, a badass, different version of yourself. Because facing emotional and spiritual wounds Facing and confronting them and healing them and mending them and replacing them with the truth, remembering how loved you are. So here's the funny thing, right? The whole journey is to remember how loved you are. And we'll, we'll dive into that today. If we were to simplify the healing and hero's journey, if we were to simplify enlightenment, it's the journey to realize how loved you are. Okay, cool. That sounds cool, Matt. That sounds really gentle. What are you talking about? All this grit and determination and all that. It sounds pretty sweet. Oh, I just got to remember how loved I am. The reason why it requires that grit and that determination is you'd be surprised how much within you does not want us to feel that. You'd be surprised how much within your ego is programmed 
to resist you feeling loved. You'd be surprised how much, from a spiritual perspective, you'd be surprised how much interest demons have, the dark energies have, in keeping you down. You'd be shocked at how vested they are in suppressing you. So it's a fascinating thing of like, yeah, 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 the journey itself is really sweet. Oh, got to remember how loved I am, how empowered I am, how divine, how innocent, how pure. 100%. The goal itself is beautiful. But what we find is there's so much inner opposition to that. And so now we kind of dive into how does this look? What does this play out like? So you start the journey realizing this is my first favorite thing to to clarify for people is everybody starts their journey from hitting bottom. Okay, so all of us have to hit bottom in some way, shape, or form before we will start our healing journey. Now, here's the cool part. There's free will constantly throughout the journey you're going to see as we talk about this today. So hitting bottom has to happen. However, you determine where the bottom is. So I have people that say come to me and they are, their whole life is in shambles. That's their bottom. They had to just blow everything up and get to a point of like, there's no return. I'm screwed. I have to change because literally like death is like the only next option. So I've been with that level, like the suicidal level where there's just like there's nothing left or I've worked with people that are so proactive and they're just trying to be like, Hey, I I see some possible issues in my future. I would like to make sure that I resolve these ahead of time. So you've got everything in between. Now the, that latter one is a little nicer because you, you are determining your bottom is before things get bad. And that's really kind of a interesting place to be is you foresee, hey, if I don't nip this in the bud, if I don't like take care of this thing I'm doing, it's probably going to cause problems for me down the road. A, a big one I'm passionate about, as you know, is pornography. If you followed us for a little while, you know that uh, I'm a huge advocate for if pornography is in the relationship, this is just my bias and opinion is like, there's no way, there's no way that's going to stay a strong, healthy relationship. And I've heard every argument under the sun, but I just, it's impossible in my mind. First, as a 14, 14, 15 year user, I know what it does from firsthand experience to your mind, to your state of uh, commitment, right? So this is just an example of Having the self-awareness to say, hey, uh, you know, I love my wife or I love my husband, I love my partner, but I'm looking at porn. And this is probably, I can see how having intimacy with other people, even if it is digital, that's probably not going to lead to a healthy, committed relationship. I should probably look at why this is so important to me to keep doing. Okay, drinking, let's say, the person's like, man, I I guess I kind of drink a lot. Or shall I say like every day, you know, or even if it is just one drink or something, right? They start to realize, yeah, I guess I, I guess I, this might be an issue one day because what if I didn't drink? What would, do, what would that happen to me? What would happen? They start to realize that they're dependent on it. 
right? So we can either learn these lessons the hard way. Let's take those two examples. Let's say drinking and, and pornography. You can either wait until the relationship does end and you do lose the person because of it, or you can wait until the alcohol does cause a problem, the relationship ends, or you are faced with discomforts that alcohol can't solve and you start to realize like, okay, this problem isn't going anywhere and I can only drink so much before I realize the problem's not going anywhere. So one way or another, you know, like, I, like I've been saying today is like we can't avoid it. So the, the thing that we have to understand in our healing journey is we are determining how much we suffer. We either are really stubborn and I myself was one of those people and have to make it really difficult and have got to hit some horrendous lows. And for any of you who know more of my story, I've been in my own dark nights of the souls. I've been in my own suicidal lows. I've had um, my own really horrible traumas. And all of them I can look back on and say, damn, Matt, did you really have to make it that difficult? You know, like so many of, say, the painful experiences in my life, my parents fully warned me not to head down that path. And I said, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll show you. Or don't tell me what to do. Or I'll be different. It won't apply to me. Oh, no, it all did. <laughs> it all did. It was all true. And it created suffering. But my stubbornness, I needed to do it myself. I needed to see for myself. And sure enough, everything that was warned is going to bring suffering. Yeah, it did. It did. It just maybe took me many years and a lot of pain and a lot of bottoms, a lot of hitting bottoms to realize. So one of the things just right off the top now, starting with the beginning of this journey, I would say there's one thing I would wish for you is that you choose your bottom rather than letting life knock you on your ass and put you at your bottom. Because at least that way, you're way more empowered and you're in a strong place. Now, the reason why we don't do this is because our, our ego gets complacent and we think, well, I'm fine, right? Like, I don't have a problem. And this is the, the, the greatest downside. It's like, a, it's like a paradigm blindness. So we, we have to take inventory. We have to kind of have foresight to say, hey, I know you might feel like you're okay now, but do you, can you have foresight to see where this might head? Now, this is really, this requires a lot of discipline because your ego is going to lean into, but I'm okay right now. I'm comfortable. Don't make us uncomfortable on purpose. Why would you do that? And the ego is a comfort-seeking mechanism within us. And so it's going to always seek the comfortable route. It's never going to choose growth because growth is uncomfortable. It requires you to stretch. It requires the unknown and the ego hates the unknown. And the unknown is technically your happiness, love, and joy. But your happiness, joy, and love, you know, and all, all of that, that's technically unknown to the ego. Because what it knows is the struggle, the suffering, the, the repeated toxic patterns. It's familiar with that. And so it likes it. It's comfortable. It's safe. You know, hey, just stay here. Just stay safe in this comfortable pattern we're in. Why are you trying to heal that's crazy. Why are you trying to get, make us uncomfortable? So face that by choosing your bottom. 
I think the biggest thing is we have to first, so this is like the first part of the hero's journey, right? So even if I start to work with someone, this is the first step we start talking about is we got to look at what brought us to this point. And this is where we first start to assess, okay, why is this important to us? And are we determining it or did we let life determine it for us? Did we, you know, let it get so bad that now we feel like we have to do something about it. So my greatest advice to you is taking inventory of your life and and avoiding that temptation of, I won't have to deal with this. I won't have to to look at this. If If we're just neglecting it and brushing it under the covers and saying, nah, it's not a problem, then the invitation there is to be honest, have courage, right? There's courage to be honest and to say, should I maybe really be looking at this though? Can I, can I at least be humble enough to admit that there is probably a possibility that this could cause hurt for myself and maybe my loved ones if I don't become aware of it? Just staying open. And then of course, you know, if we don't think so, then that's okay. Life will do it for you. <laughs> It's just part of the game. That's just what we got going here. Uh, being human is we're here to grow. And so we're either going to make, we're going to either run into that or we're going to be dragged through it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's what I've observed. And I have chosen to be, you know, is a drug dragged, drug through it, drug through the mud, dragged through the mud, right? Like I've, I've, I've chosen that route too. And I think the, the biggest thing I've learned in my own journey is to stop doing that, to be, be more in control of choosing when I square off with my ego. I'd rather choose the time and place, right? Like in, in war strategy, it's like the person who, who chooses the battlefield has the advantage because they know the terrain. So I'd rather lead, you know, lean into facing my ego rather than think that I don't have to deal with it. So that's the first big one. So we all have to hit bottom in some way, shape or form. And that's what kicks off the journey. We have to realize that something doesn't sit with us. It's not good enough. It's not, um, it's not acceptable. We're not willing to tolerate a certain level of suffering. So there's that saying about, uh, a dog that sits on, um, I want to make sure I say this correctly, but here's roughly what it is. It's like this dog has this place that it always sits. And and eventually, I forget like the narrative of it, but essentially the, the story goes, someone puts a nail, there's a nail on the place where it sits. And it's like the dog keeps sitting there because it's its spot. And then another nail is added, another nail is added. And the parable goes that eventually... The dog will wait until it's so uncomfortable that finally it'll move. And it's like, well, why didn't it move the first nail? Like, come on, man, like just find a different spot. Why are you sitting on a nail? Because it wasn't uncomfortable enough to change. So that's kind of how it goes for us, right? So we want to be aware of that. From there, you know, something that's really fascinating to witness is it doesn't matter what our thing to work on is. It's always going to feel the same. So this is something really interesting that I've observed is 
if we look at the themes of consciousness, they're different, they're different approaches, they're different tasks, they're different um, subject matter, but the same experience, right? So what I mean by this is they're, they're always the same experience of facing the ego, for starters, and then moving into the unknown. So that is actually all of us share that. That is a universal experience that every single human goes through. Whenever we're growing, whenever we're stretching, whenever we're progressing, everybody can relate to the same experience, which is I pushed myself into a type of life or, or experience or level of my personal development that I had never known before. So everybody technically shares that part. That's something that is universal to all of us. And it doesn't matter whether you're healing shame or guilt or you're struggling with overwhelm or maybe you're in pride or maybe you're, like I was saying, someone who's super already really accountable and, in, and productive and they're just wanting to be better. It's still an unknown. The next step is always an unknown. So something that's really beautiful about sharing this human experience together is we're all facing that same experience. And I think one of the hugest benefits that people have and people that I've witnessed who are more successful than others at change and transformation and healing is the people who are really successful at it, they've stopped resisting that fear and they learn to embrace it as part of the journey. And that's why I'm really excited to share this with you today because that would be my greatest hope for you just to realize it's not just you. It's normal. It's, it's supposed to be there. It's part of it. And if I were to put that into a simplified version, it's that fear is supposed to be there so you have to test your faith. Faith in yourself, self, faith in the divine, faith in your capabilities. And without that fear, you wouldn't have to exercise anything. You wouldn't have to grow. Let's take an example of if a task is really simple for you. If a task is really simple, there's no growth there because you're not having to test yourself. You're not having to improve, right? So in life, whether it's healing an emotion, like facing a trauma, whether it's healing and letting go of a trauma, whether it's forgiving someone, whether it's letting go of guilt, whether it's being humble and taking accountability for something that we're in denial about, whatever the feat is, it's that same experience of you have to have faith and trust that moving past that thing is going to be better for you. And this is why it's a universal experience. I would also say, here's a fun thing too. So like, you know, we said earlier, we said that the healing journey and the journey to enlightenment, whatever your perspective on it is, ascending, you know, evolving your consciousness, however you like to word it, it's the same journey of remembering how loved you are remembering how divine you are, remembering how innocent you are. It's all a remembering, right? We're not getting anything. Now, the reason why I was saying you have to earn it earlier is not that you have to earn the love. It's that you got to earn that level of self-acceptance because your ego is doing everything in its power to prevent that. 
not out of any malicious place. The ego itself, we're going to talk about this on a, psych- on a psychology level. On a psychological level, the ego, my definition for it is it is a mechanism of familiarity. So it's obsessed with familiarity and safety. So from a biology standpoint, what is familiar is safe. What is unknown is unsafe. And uh, I think there's this, uh, there's that kids movie that's coming to mind, The Crudes, and it's like a kids movie about cavemen. And I remember there's this part in it, right, where if those of you who've seen it, if you've seen it, you remember that it's like the unknown is like, it's like death and, and scary. And even if the unknown's better, they don't care. It's scary. And, you know, the, the character, I think it's the daughter, she, you know, she, she's willing to be like, yeah, but what if it could be better? Because they've like settled for like this cave, you know, and like this totally limited experience of their life because their fear keeps them trapped in the cave. Well, we are all in the, in the prison of our own mind that our ego has created for us and it has no walls, has no technical boundaries to it. There's no locks, there's no chains. We keep ourselves in it because we're too afraid to explore the unknown, even if the unknown's better. So from a psychology standpoint, familiar, safe, unknown is dangerous. So we stay in our box. Whatever we got conditioned into as a child, even if that conditioning was traumatic, we stay in traumatic patterns. So if, we were, if we've been raised in abuse, abuse is technically familiar to our ego. And so we subconsciously stay in those patterns because it's familiar to the ego. So technically, it will keep seeking that out without you realizing it. Now, consciously, you won't think you're doing that. Hell, you might even try be trying everything in your power to not do that, and you keep finding out a year or two later, you're like, how the hell did I end up in an abusive relationship again? I thought I really vetted this person. I really tried not to do that again, right? That's because the ego is subconsciously trying to stay in the familiar. And so if it's abuse, if it's trauma, if it's guilt, if it's shame, if it's some nasty, shitty energy that we really don't like on the surface, the ego doesn't care. It's a mechanism of familiarity. It doesn't, it doesn't have discernment. The discernment comes from the soul. The ego doesn't have discernment. It doesn't know if something's good or bad. It just knows if it's familiar. So it's a mechanism of familiarity. From a spiritualist perspective, we know that there's, there's an interest in keeping us in negative states and then there's an interest in keeping us in positive or inspiring us into positive states. We have the dark and the light. We have the demonic and the angelic. Now, the catch with these two is that the angelic energies, the light, loves and respects us so much that they won't force it upon us. So all of us are like, come on, why doesn't everybody, why don't the angels and everybody come save us? It's like, because we have to want that. If you think about, like, say, in religion, the key ingredient to being, um, to having a transformation of heart is you have to want it, right? You have to, you have to genuinely want it because God or love or angelic realms, they don't force that. That's the beauty of free will. You're so unconditionally loved that you're allowed to not choose love, <laughs> which is crazy, right? It's kind of interesting. It's like, okay, I'm actually so loved that I'm allowed to reject love. 
That's how loved we are. So that's what, how the angelic side, so they'll, they'll help you instantly, but you gotta, you gotta ask, you gotta, you gotta reach out and then boom, they're there. Now darkness, on the other hand, they don't respect us. And so they're doing everything in their power to force us to never progress. They don't care whether we want it or not. They just want to destroy us. They want to, they want to feed off of that negative energy. And so their entire goal is to keep us trapped in it. So no matter what plane we talk about it on, we could talk about it from a psychology perspective. We could talk about it from a spiritual perspective. It's all the same. It's the same experience. And the experience is it's scary. It's scary to lean into the next level of faith and trust. If we go from a, psychology, a, a psychological perspective, we would say it's scary to step into the unknown outside of what my ego is familiar with. If we use that spiritual perspective we just talked about, it's scary to trust that love will catch me if I leap, that angels will be there, that I can get through this. You know, it's scary no matter what plane we try to talk about this on. It's the same. Do you see how it's the same thing we all have to face? And it, it also doesn't matter what's familiar. So if trauma is familiar, that's just as scary as like, getting rid of pride and arrogance. It's just as scary. This is the universal part of the healing journey that, I, that I've been so honored and privileged to get to witness in people is I've noticed it's all the same. Different subject matter, yes, but same experience. And so I honor each and every one of you out there doing your work and hanging in there, pushing through the challenging times, pushing yourself out of what is familiar and into the unknown of your healing. And ironically, that healing like we like we're saying is scary it's ironic because we would think that journey to love is so fun but if you're if you're truly doing it it's not it's 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 got a lot of heroism to it so that's why you know i i call my counseling program the hero's journey because i just 100% believe that the healing journey is a, is a hero's journey the spiritual journey is a hero's journey and not because it's, you know, you got to focus on slaying dragons and demons. It's just, it's just opposition in general. It's just like, it is what it is. It's always going to be fearful to move into the unknown. That is the ultimate dragon right there. So that's the ultimate one is learning how to face the unknown learning how to step into the unknown. And you could imagine as you get really good at doing that. So here's what's so cool about this that I really am hoping that I can leave you with today is it doesn't matter what it is. If we were to make this super simple, it doesn't matter what the topic is. It doesn't matter what theme of consciousness you're chipping away on. That's just to help you build understanding. That's just to help you build the courage. That's just to help you build the empowerment. That's to help you build the support and validation of what you're doing is positive for you. But at the end of the day, the leap is the same leap for every theme of consciousness. The leap into the unknown. And what we hope we're always leaping into 
as far as moving up the themes of consciousness, we're always leaping up into something even more loving, even more joyful for us, even more empowering for us. And so again, the irony of why we tend to overlook this and think maybe we're doing something wrong or we think, uh, you know, we can get tricked so easily into thinking that the, the healing journey should all be love and light and rainbows and I don't need to face that and that's uncomfortable and I shouldn't stay away from everything that makes me uncomfortable because that's how I manifest my true life, right? Like Ash and I have talked about that so many times is the reason why that's a really slippery slope is because what is comfortable means you're probably not stretching yourself to what you really need to be facing in order to grow. You're probably just finding a way to stay in a loop, stay uh, stagnant. How you'll know you're growing, here's my definition of growth, is you're constantly facing your fears and discomfort and you learn how to be at peace while doing that. That is power. That is courage. The journey is about perfecting your ability to handle discomfort and fear of the unknown. And my definition of enlightened, actually, like as we're saying all this, as we're talking about this right now, I would say that is kind of a, a rough draft, like working definition of enlightenment in this moment is I would almost say enlightenment is the perfection of facing fear and the unknown with pure faith and trust and love. That, that's, that's my definition, having witnessed this now so many times. It's having tested your faith so many times that you've perfected it, that it doesn't matter what life throws at you. It doesn't matter how uncomfortable your ego makes you. If we were to take the spiritual talk, it doesn't matter how many demons try to, try to get you down. You are unstoppable because your faith cannot be broken. It's like um, the Bible story of like Job comes to mind. It's like you're, you're unflinching. And that's why, you know, we, when we look at the saints and sages, they're, they're at peace because you could imagine we think at first glance that peace and love and enlightenment is that nothing's going wrong, that everything just works out for you and that all your dreams have manifested and beautiful, 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 beautiful. Everything's rainbows and butterflies. And that's why, that's why you're enlightened. That's why you're at peace because now you're, you're just always at peace despite, you know, I mean, in your beautiful circumstances. Okay. Now that why, why this is kind of tricky is yes, as you become a more loving person, or in other words, as you remember how loved you are, yes, you will naturally gravitate towards better circumstances because for starters, you, in the beginning especially, you won't tolerate lower standards anymore. So getting out of the lower themes of consciousness, you won't want to be in them anymore. So yes, your circumstances will improve. That's the first stage. Yes, it is important to have desire and to manifest or obsess about this idea of creating better for yourself. Yes, that is true. But eventually, it does transition, I would say, around themes of consciousness of, say, acceptance and above, where you start to ponder this idea of actually peace, love, joy, empowerment, and happiness are not about my external. They're purely about my internal. And as we seek to perfect happiness, 
or love or empowerment, we realize that it's not about never experiencing their opposites. It's about being around the opposite energy and it not affecting you. So if it's peace, it's not about never experiencing fear or stress or concerns. It's about being in circumstances that most people would call stressful, fearful, and concerning, and you saying, I'm going to be fine. God loves me. I know I'm loved. I know my worth. I know I'll be fine. I know I'm capable. We will be fine. If it's stress, same thing. Everybody else would be like, damn, that was really stressful. But someone in the higher themes who has tested their faith a million times and has moved into the unknown a million times, they've learned it doesn't matter as long as I know my truth. And my truth is it doesn't matter how stressful it gets. I will always choose the same. I choose to trust. I choose to leap. I choose love. I remember how loved I am. It doesn't matter. And so the, the journey changes. In the beginning, yeah, we're really externally focused. But then it starts to pivot. And we start to realize after we've done it over and over and over again, we realize, oh, okay, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to figure this out. It's actually not about trying to get anywhere. It's about learning how to be in the state no matter where you are. So in the beginning, it's, it's destination-oriented. You know, I'm trying to get happiness. I'm trying to be more successful. I'm trying to be healthier. I'm trying to enjoy more love, right? In the beginning, those are wonderful goals. Now, as you have heard us say in, in everything that we do, especially in the podcast, and just as often as we try to in every content we create, we're always trying to help reiterate that the journey's relative and there's a time and place for everything. So yes, for a lot of the time in the beginning, it is very important to realize that yes, you, sh you should actively, it's healthy for you to actively try to create something different. But the caveat here is just to keep it in perspective of that's not the end all be all. And eventually we do want to let that transition take place. Now, here's the funny thing, though, coming back to the, the, the big aha moment about this is it's always going to feel the same. So we think we might think, why is this still scary? I must not be making any progress or why is this happening to me? I must not be making any progress. And one of the biggest things that I do with the work uh, I do on a one on one basis with people is I actually will share my premonitions about their journey. And I'll say, I can already see what's going to happen to you. Now, I don't know the details, but I can tell you exactly what the, the context is going to be. And so let's say, well, before I go into the example, the reason why this is, is because in order for you to truly move into a next level of growth and progress and, and faith and trust in yourself, is you have to have like we keep saying, earned it or proved it to yourself. You have to have tested it. You have to have <laughs> flexed it in a sense. You have to have lifted the weight. You know, if you want to get stronger, you had to have lifted the weight. It's exactly like that. We have to have actually done it. So what I've noticed by witnessing so many people's journey now, and, and of course my own, is there's always what I call a like a circle back the karma will circle back. And so in Ash and I's journey, you know, we've shared a few stories, I think, along the way now in, our, in this podcast of how 
certain energies and types of people or business opportunities or a wound of some sort will circle back like three, four, five years later, or maybe a year later, or maybe even a week later. And we'll be like, holy crap, there's no way this isn't exactly like the same energy. It's so obvious it's the same opportunity, just different, just dressed differently. And we've noticed this so many times of um, learning to witness and see the lesson because life's always going to repeat it. And one of the biggest things is to, you know, you start to, when you start to see this and be like, say, in the position I'm in, where you see this over and over and over again with like to- just infinite different topics, you realize that, all right, there's something universal going on here. There's something irrefutable going on here. And that is that life is always trying to help us grow. It's always trying to help us grow. And I don't know how to describe that mystery or magic to you other than the universe loves you, your, con- your higher self loves you, your consciousness loves you, source loves you, divine, God, whatever your words for it are, life is trying to help you. It's trying to help you be stronger, wiser, um, more, feel more loved, feel happier. But going back full circle to what we've been saying today is, We just don't see it that way because at first glance, it's uncomfortable. But the goal is always more. It's always more for you. And so this is why I was saying earlier is it's not technically bad news. This is good news because it means that the whole universe is conspiring for your growth. The whole universe is conspiring for you to have more joy, more happiness, more love, more empowerment, more, more, more of whatever you want. It's always trying to help you achieve that. The reason why we don't see it that way is because of the discomfort. It's always masked in the leap. So if there's one thing you could take away from today is like, jump, lean into the leap. Realize that leap is your opportunity to have faith, to have trust. And you will look back on it and you will say, yes, that was my moment. And I did it differently. I finally did it differently. You might have a relationship that keeps repeating and repeating and repeating and you keep seeing the same patterns and it keeps turning out the exact same way or you uh, maybe keep feeling that same guilt or that same shame or maybe you don't honor a boundary over and over again and then finally you say, no, I don't want to, I don't, this doesn't work for me or you see what I'm saying or maybe you finally stop drinking. Maybe you finally stop looking at porn and you finally have a healthy relationship. Whatever the thing is, It's going to repeat and repeat and repeat until finally we say, no, I'm going to do this differently. I'm not going to repeat the pattern that I know my ego is familiar with, but I also am familiar with where it leads. And notice every single time, what does that feel like to you? To be able to say, I'm not going to take the known path the familiar path. I'm going to take the unknown path. It's faith. You have to have faith and trust that the unknown will be better than the known. So leap. Know that that is predictable. Know that that is planned. Know that that is for your benefit. And know that it's supposed to be like that. And I think that 
the reason maybe why this was this is what the conversation led to today is because I think if I could give you one gift, honestly, for the rest of your life, it would be to see those opportunities for what they really are and to leap into them knowing that on the other side of it is growth, knowing that the other side of it is everything you've ever wanted and to not be misled thinking that something's wrong and that it shouldn't be happening. And this isn't this. I must've made the wrong choice. Don't let the ego tempt you out of it because it will try because remember everything in its power doesn't want you to do that. So you, you got to really understand that there is an energy and a force, no matter which plane we talk about this on, it's there and it's real and it's going to try to keep you from doing this. And it's, it's life changing when you start to do this consciously. I think this has been one of the biggest things in my own personal journey is after going through the cycles over and over and over again, and then starting to do this work and, and diving into it more and then seeing it in other people, it really helped me realize like, oh, okay, like I'm not an exception to the rule. I'm not like, it's not just me. This is normal. And I'm not doing something wrong. It's actually right on cue. So in a lot of ways, you know, Ash and I actually will, will reflect on our life and be like, hey, do you feel like there's any big karmas we haven't resolved? In other words, we're asking, hey, do you see any life lessons we haven't had a circle back on yet? We haven't circled back to it. And in a lot of ways, most of them right now, off the top of my head, we feel like we've had to, to face again. We've literally had the exact same situations happen again, and we responded consciously differently, like point blank felt it, saw it, and was like, holy crap, here's the moment. Okay, what did we do last time? Okay, let's not do that this time. <laughs> let's try something different. And it's been game-changing ever since. It's my favorite thing to, um, to, to celebrate. And it's honestly the thing that I'm the most proud of just in my own life because it really makes you feel like you can handle anything. And what greater blessing could we want in life than to feel that level of confidence of it doesn't matter what the topic is. If I know that the work is the same no matter what, then I can do that because it's simple. It's not easy, but it's at least simple. And so it does become easier the more you do it because the more you do it, you realize, oh my gosh, it works. It's real. And then what you can do is you start to look back on every time you've, you've leapt and you look at that and you say, whoa, but look at how it turned out. Look at what happened. Look how much, wow, I'm so much wiser because of that. I'm so much more mature. I'm so much more capable. I'm so much more successful. Maybe I'm so much more in love because I did that. I'm, and I let that go. I'm so much happier because I did that. And I let that go. Whatever that thing is, you start to take evaluation on it and you realize that all it ever did was benefit you. And then that makes you pumped. You want to do it again and then again and again and again. You start to realize you welcome those opportunities because you realize that you are, you're owning it. You're doing it. 
And it's really rewarding. It's my favorite moments when I'm working with someone, especially to see them get that opportunity to repeat. They see it come back because we're talking. I help, you know, point it out and I say, oh my gosh, do you see though? Like that's literally the same freaking energy. And sometimes it's like spooky obvious. Like um, let's say someone's, you know, working through like a lot of wounds with feeling judged and maybe their mom or dad would say like really specific words and judge very specific things about them. And they've just never been able to shake it and heal from it. Well, they go to work or something or a friend or a relationship and the person literally says the exact same wording as like their parent. And it becomes so obvious of, oh my gosh, like I'm being completely tested right now. I'm literally being shown this to look at and to work on. Uh, or like we said you know, earlier, in a toxic relationship cycle where you're like, oh my gosh, my partner is literally behaving the exact same as the last person. Okay, so I already know where this leads, so what can I do differently this time? You name it, whatever the thing is, you'll start to notice these, these interesting repeats. And having the eyes to see them is a game changer. It's really, really exciting. So I, I wish that for you. And I hope that this has been insightful. Uh, it's definitely different for me not having Ash here. Um, and I, I hope still, though, that these powerful observations that I've had over the years can help you in your journey and help you lean into that, that unknown with the faith and trust of knowing that it's actually supposed to be that way and that it's going to be okay. And may that hopefully embolden you and give you that courage that I'm always wishing for anyone who comes across uh, anything I create and do is I want to be here to empower you and to tell you, you fucking got this. Like you got this. You were meant for this. You were built for this. If you weren't ready, it wouldn't be there. And that's okay. If you mess up this time, guess what? It'll circle back. It'll circle back when you're ready. And, when, and if you're not quite strong enough right now, that's okay. You'll get another chance. But be ready when it comes around the next time. And if that's your focus, if that's your intention, you will be. And I'll see you on the other side with you with a big old grin and some dirt on your hands and knees. And you say, yeah, okay, I got you. I see, I see what that took. And you will be so proud because you saw exactly what you just did and you'll be able to own it forever. So awesome. All right, love you so much. Namaste.